Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. How are you today? If you're not familiar with the show, the Keys Bartender Podcast is a show about life in the Florida Keys and bartending and all the stuff that goes on when you're bartending, like talking about life and stuff like that. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a continuation of our 12 drinks of Christmas, and this will be the sixth drink of Christmas, and it'll be the Cran Apple Cider Cocktail. It's a hot crayon apple cider cocktail. And also I have a retraction. Uh, it's not a retraction of what I said, but it's kind of like an addendum. It's more of an addendum, but I'm putting it as a retraction. It's about what I said about my eggnog. My father took umbrage at the comment. He said, he says, well, didn't you like my eggnog? And I did like his eggnog, so I'm going to give his recipe. Also, Abby and I had a friend visiting. I wanted to go over what you do in the Keys and what I did to show, give them a whirlwind tour because it was their first time in the Keys. And I, I want to show a short video of one of the places you went to, and maybe I can show some of the other ones at another time. And also I wanted to talk about how difficult it is to meet people when you're just staying at the same places. If you're not using, let's say you're not using any, online tools. When I say online tools, like uh, match.com, JDate, Christian Mingle, uh, Catholicism. Now, I don't know if there's such a thing, Catholicism. Now that'd be kind of funny too. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk about that and give some advice on that. And some of this advice may be apparent, but you'd be surprised how people are stuck doing the same thing and wondering why you can't meet new people. Okay. I'm going to start with my dad. My dad took umbrage to the eggnog comments I made that I'm not a big fan about eggnog. And even now that I don't drink, I even drink eggnog even less. But, uh, and you know, I said, dad, I know I didn't like eggnog because that was one of the things I've never gotten drunk on eggnog. And here I am an alcoholic. I don't think I ever could get drunk on eggnog. It's just not my thing of choice. But my father, the caveat being with there, made a delicious eggnog. Now I remember exactly, I mean, putting the ingredients on the screen right here, but he takes a quarter of that eggnog, you buy that pre-prepared room. Listen, you can go and look it up. You have Google, you go and look it up, but why waste your time making homemade eggnog? Unless you're one of those coldish kind of people that says, we always drink eggnog in my family. Okay, go and do it. But you get a quarter of the eggnog, you get a pint of Breyers vanilla ice cream. My dad said vanilla's, uh, Breyers vanilla ice cream is the ice cream to use. So, so that's about 32 and 16, that's 48 ounces. So if you're going to make a batch of it in a pitcher, you take five ounces of bourbon and five ounces of rum. That's my father's recipe. And some, a teaspoon of cinnamon, a teaspoon of nutmeg, and you mix it all together. And there you go. You may want to set aside uh, some eggnog without any booze in it. But then again, no one's going to drink it. No, just kidding. You put that vanilla ice cream in it, people probably will drink it. So there, that's the retraction. We're going back. But remember, at the end of the show, I'm going to give you the recipe for the other one, too. Now, we had, Abby and I had a friend come to visit. It's actually the daughter of a family that we're, friend, we're friends with the whole family in Poland, in the town of Zakopane they're from. And 
Her name is Justina, and she's a flight attendant. She's also a history buff. So wherever, wherever she travels, she likes to get a deep background information in the place she's going to. And she was flying into town from Warsaw to Miami, and she was staying in Miami for a little less than 48 hours. So we had about six hours to really show her some of the places here. So I made it kind of quick and I kept it um, to Lower Matacumbe, which was a mile where I live at mile marker 102, Lower Matacumbe is at 67. So what I did is I took her to um, a trip. We stopped at a couple different places, but the high point of the place we stopped was uh, Robbie's Marina. And I'm going to take a break real quick now, put in a video. Now we're back. You see what I show you? So Robbie's, the fish I was thinking of when I was trying to give you a description of when I was talking on the video was the tarpon. It's a sport fish, but it's not for eating. It's like a sailfish or marlin, things like that. You you know, they just catch them in um Tarpon go, grow to about six feet and they're voracious eaters. And you can go to Robbie's and you can buy a bucket of uh, fish and you can hand feed the tarpon. And it's pretty exciting. And some people, you know, they come up and they snap at it real quick. But they have these uh, rigid teeth and they don't really they don't really tear anything. They're more gobblers. You know, they just gobble that fish down. So you do that. And you got to make sure that the pelicans don't grab it, too, because they have nets over it. So people, you know, they go in there and, they, you know, to get a big rush. But when you go to Robbie's, there's a place, you know, it's, it's it kind of has that real keys culture. It has I mean, it's a marina. So you got all the boats, you got some art, you got some, they got, um, gosh, what else, other things here? You got the little gift shops, you got the restaurant, you got the fish, you got the boat rental and all that stuff. So we went, after we went to Rob Robbie's, we went to this place called Ann's Beach. And Ann's Beach, even though there's not a lot of natural beaches in the, in the Keys, uh, Ann's Beach is a cute little beach in lower Matacumbe and it has a little private, uh, private, it's not private, it's public. And it has nice facilities there and it has about eight separate little huts or uh, picnic areas. The little, little tables with a, a lean to over it and they have stairways that take you down to a beach and they're small beaches and there's very, there's no waves and the, it tapers off into the water. You have to go out like uh, God, a hundred feet to get to waste, waste level. Cause it's real shallow there. Remember inside the keys, the, uh, oh, the, the reef goes out a couple feet and that's the reason why we don't get a lot of wave action there, but that's a beautiful place to go. And we also stopped at a place called, uh, by Mary's Marina. And that's one of the other Marines where they have a lot of fishing trips go out and it's right on the ocean. The marine is right off the ocean. And when they're, the boats come in, they, uh, after they go fishing, they, they got, they, they clean the fish and have these big cleaning tables for it. And they put all the, the guts and the bones and the stuff into the, the ocean and the tarpon and shark kind of 
gather around. You get to see them in kind of a feeding frenzy. It's pretty cool. Uh, when we were there, we got to see a couple of sharks, even though they weren't cleaning fish. And there was a manatee there. And it's really interesting. If you never get to see a manatee before, it's a huge mammal. Uh, it's called a sea cow. So you check that out sometime. Uh, and there's other things to do there. So if we took, took her to a restaurant, and when, when you only have six hours and you haven't been to a place, I figure you want to sh- show someone what the bay looks like, what the ocean looks like. See, drive down the road, get a feel for the community, uh, take them to um, lunch. We had lunch at a place called Wahoo's, which was on the ocean. And then we had dinner at a place uh, up near us. Uh called Nam Thai. And uh, it was a good time. And it was, it was nice our friend Justina came to visit. I want to uh, move on from there. I've also had a dis- uh, discussion with somebody recently, and they were bemoaning the fact that they were alone and they don't meet anybody. And I said, well, where do you spend your time? And they said, uh, well, I work... I'm a, you know, I work at, I'm a diver and I work in a restaurant. And I said, where do you go after you're not, when you're not doing that? And they go, we go to uh, the local bar, either Sharky's or the Caribbean club. And there's nice people there. There's very nice people there. But if you're, that's the place you're going, that's where you're going to meet your people. It's just common sense. You're not going to meet anybody else that doesn't go to those places. If they're not diving with you, if they're not coming into your work or they don't hang out at the Caribbean club or CJ's. So what do you do? And I'm going like this when they go, well, I got to do some other things. I say, yes, you got to do some other things. And there's the things you could do. You can list them. What things you could do things that improve yourself. And some of the things that improve yourself actually put you in a place to meet other people. Like you can go to a gym, you go to church, you can go to a volunteer organization. There's a lot of volunteer organizations down here. There's Burt Memorial Methodist Church. They have a kitchen there. You know, I always thought if you go to a place where people volunteer, you meet some really nice people. Okay. And churches aren't necessarily the best way. If you want to, you know, you want to have a physical relationship with someone, you know, if they're very religious, you may be, you know, you may have to, commit a lot in order for that to happen. I'm going to keep that coded because I don't want to screw around with my religious friends, but you know, I mean, there's a place and time for those things. There's people like that. And there's other people that are looking for something more physical. They're looking for a sex. So, but you go to the, you can go to the gym, you'll improve yourself. You'll feel better. Uh, you'll meet a different group of people. There's hobby groups. There's photography, there's civic organizations. There's a place called the civic organization. If you're older, you may want to go to an older group. You can join a pickleball league. You can play up here. They have softball leagues. They have um, a kickball league, a kickball. If you're younger, if you're younger, that's a great thing to join a kickball league. That's, I think that's fun. Uh, there are different, even though kickball leagues a lot of times are are kind of like drinking things, but no, th- there's tons of them. I mean, obviously, 
we've mastered in the 21st century, the online uh, solution to meeting people. And that's having someone fill out a list of questions, whether you're, you know, they, I'm like this, I'm like that. I like sunsets. Oh, you like sunsets? But remember the song, if you like pina coladas? Well, just think of this. When you're filling out an online questionnaire, are you being truthful? Are you going to present 100%? If you're a guy filling out a questionnaire, and think of this if you're a woman, or if you're a guy, think of this as if you're a woman. You're going to try to answer the questions that would make you seem more palatable to the person you're trying to attract. And that's either way, whether it's a man looking for a man, a man looking for a woman, a woman looking for a man, or a woman looking for a woman, a woman. You know, they're going to answer the question that makes them, it's human nature. They make themselves look as good as possible, as attractive as possible. But outside of that, think about instead of just answering those questions, you know, to say, oh, yeah, I take care about my fitness. Well, why don't you take care of your fitness and go to the gym? You might meet someone at the gym. I met my wife at the gym. We were, we'd be working out for the longest time together. And we just started talking and we actually, when I was stretching after an end of lifting, I would do that because I would always be stretching out my back. And then we would start talking and I would never have met her. I would, a matter of fact, I almost met her sister who looked a lot like her first, but Luckily, I met, and not, there's nothing wrong with her. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I met Abby. And there, and when I was first, when I was married previous to this, I met my wife at work, which was another great job for meeting people. I was working at a catering hall, so I was meeting people at uh, going to weddings. So it wasn't the same. There were no regulars. At a catering hall, there's no regulars. That's a, if you're going to work someplace, you want to meet people and stuff like that, catering hall is a great place. If that person is open to dating someone who works at a catering hall. So, uh, and actually I met my first wife when I was having a cigarette. I was in a tuxedo. I was hanging out front inside of, um, it's inside of Philadelphia. I'm having a cigarette. I think I'm drinking a cup of coffee, enjoying my cigarette and in a tuxedo and this Camaro drives up and these two women and one woman leans over and says, hi, what's your name? You got a girlfriend? Do you want a girlfriend? I looked at, they were both nice looking women. I said, sure. And we didn't get engaged right away. I met her a couple of years later and we got engaged and stuff like that. And then, you know, things became with it. But this, you put yourself in the right situation. You meet different people. You just got to move. You got to move from that the, the normal places. And I'm not saying you have to move out of town. Because there's whole groups of people right where you are that you don't really meet. Now, if you're in a really small town, you pre- pretty much know everyone. So good luck there. Good luck there. I always said my with my thing, if uh, in the old days, back in the 20th century, when someone gave me a area code that was different from my area code. And that's mean that you're from, 
you could be upwards of 20, 30 miles away. If I was in a big city, when I lived in Philadelphia, I said, if I need to go further than 10 miles to find a date in a metropolitan area, then I'm being too picky. And last night, someone used the old uh, saying, every pot has its lid. In Philadelphia, we used to say every trash can has its lid. I guess that's the pot is a nice thing. Every pot has its lid is probably a nicer way to say it. Okay, I'm going to wind this up with our sixth drink. And okay, so I did mention hooking up is a lot like fishing. So if you're going to fish in salt water, you're going to get salt water fish. If you're going to f- in freshwater, freshwater fish, deep sea fishing and all that stuff. So that's where you're going to go. If you want a nice religious person, go to the church. If you want someone that's politically active, go to that. So there's a good metaphor. Hooking up is a lot like fishing. And it's not just when I say hooking up, not just for the short term, but there's nothing wrong with the short term relationship, short term physical relationships either. Um, they serve a purpose in life. Not all relationships have to be long term because it's good meeting a variety of people sometime. Not, I'm not suggesting why you're in a relationship. Okay, we're going to finish up with that drink. This sixth drink of Christmas is sixth. It is sixth. And I'm still hoping that it can get to all of them because we're, it's the 16th. I got nine more days. And oh no, no, I have till January 6th. Okay. This drink is the Cran Apple Cinnamon Cocktail. Now, you start out with a crock pot. I suggest you keep it around 180. Um, don't put don't put the vodka. I would not put the vodka in or the, um, rum. You can use rum or vodka in this. I would, with any of these uh, ones that are ciders and things like that, you can always add the liquor afterwards. I mean, if you... You can use uh, cran apple cinnamon uh, cocktail. You can put rum, vodka, uh, whiskey. There's great apple whiskey. There's a cran um, apple whiskey. There is a Captain Morgan uh, apple. Uh, you got cranberry vodkas. But you, or you can just use regular. You don't actually, since you're having the other ones. So, like I said, add the liquor afterwards. Uh, if you do add it before and you want to keep it all mixed together, then you don't want to go over 160 degrees because at 160 degrees, that alcohol starts cooking off. Okay, so you put it in a crock pot. You take one quart of cranberry juice, one quart of uh, apple juice. You take a half a cup of fresh cranberries, uh, one sliced apple. You can add cherries if you want or oranges. But I t- have a tendency not to go too busy with things because then you just have a lot of junk going on. And then people start getting, you know, they. It, you can put a whole lot of stuff in your drinks, but sometimes less is more. And then I mentioned, I did not mention one teaspoon of cinnamon, just one teaspoon of cinnamon. Now, if you need a little more, do a little more with that. And I would let that to get to know the fruit and stuff like that for like an hour, hour and a half. Get that apple, get that cranberry in there and stuff like that. The fresh cranberry actually adds to the cranberry. It's nice. And uh, you can serve it in a glass 
or a ceramic coffee mug. I would, you know, when, when you're serving something hot, it's nice to have the little handle for it. So you drink it, you know, like this. So that's it. The sixth, I'm going to come to you with a seventh. I'd like to thank you for listening. I will be back on the, I'll be back probably uh, this weekend. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye.